Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And thanks for being with us this afternoon. Bruce Claggett in for Jazz Joe Hall. Unless you've been in a cave, you've probably heard the stories about the pilot project underway in Vancouver. Body cameras are going to be worn by police officers. The VPD joining forces right across the country and in many parts of North America wearing cameras to increase what many would say would be accountability or transparency. But there is a report that has come out and it's out of Manitoba And there's this claim, there's little reason to believe body-worn cameras will increase accountability or transparency among Vancouver police. Who says this? Christopher Schneider. Who's he? He's a sociology prof at Manitoba's Brandon University, and apparently he's published several peer-reviewed papers on body-worn cameras. He also says that the evidence is inconsistent that the devices reduce the amount of force used by police or the number of civilian complaints against officers. Well, not all forces are going to the ca- uh, cameras. Not all of them are wearing cameras, even in some of the biggest cities in our country or the United States. But some of these claims from this professor should really be, well, at least given the chance to have frontline officers or the unions representing them respond. And for that reason, I bring in Tom Stamatakis, who is not only from Vancouver, but he's the president of the Canadian Police Association. Tom, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Tom, what do you make of that? This prof says uh, it's not going to do anything to increase transparency, accountability, nothing. Well... I guess what I would say is I resent the the uh, the inference, uh, which is entirely negative, around policing, not just in the province of British Columbia, but across the country. I would argue uh, there you don't see dramatic changes with respect to accountability or transparency because I'm not sure how the police could be more accountable or transparent than they already are. In BC, for example, not only do we have two independent civilian-led oversight agencies that oversee all of uh, any incident that occurs between um, a member of the public and a police officer in the province of British Columbia. But you have numerous other mechanisms for accountability and oversight, whether it's the coroner, whether it's the criminal or civil courts, police boards, the labor processes. And in terms of transparency, again, I don't know how much more transparent you can be in a city like Vancouver where video is ubiquitous. There's not an incident that happens in this city that isn't captured by video in some fashion or another, whether it's an individual using a cell camera or a business with their surveillance cameras or what have you. So I just think this person's taking advantage of this opportunity to sort of push out what really amounts to an opinion uh, as opposed to um, actual evidence or, or reality. The fact is that police officers in Canada respond to about 12 million calls for service annually very few of those result in any kind of controversy controversy whatsoever. And force, despite some of the rhetoric, is very rarely used in this country when the police interact with the public. 
You know, it's interesting that uh, accountability and transparency are the two words that are being used a lot in this. Is that, to your understanding, the reason for the cameras, or is there another reason? I think using those terms is a mistake. I think the cameras can be a valuable tool, particularly uh, you know, in circumstances where there might not be other video available, where, where police officers are working on their own in isolated areas or rural remote areas. Uh, the fact, though, is that the video on itself, on its own, isn't going to tell you the whole story. The video can't tell you what the officer's perception was of a certain circumstance. The video can't tell you what the person who committed the assault or an offense or engaged in some other activity that attracted police attention. The video can't tell you what that person was thinking either. It's, it's, it's a tool that, along with many other tools or types of evidence that can be collected whenever an incident occurs that needs to be examined, uh, it's a tool that can be used to assist in that. It's not, it's, it, and, and that's part of my concern is I think that the benefit of deploying this technology is, is, is being overstated by many people. Now, there have been cases where Vancouver police officers and other officers around the province have been questioned about their conduct by the IIO. And in many cases, their unions, including your own and yourself, have questioned whether that is fair. The process may be broken. Do you think that if the process is broken, that the cameras may help your uh, situation? Well, like I said, I think the cameras will and the video that they they capture will assist in investigations uh, as a tool, as another piece of evidence that can be used to determine what exactly happened. But I think the concerns that you that you're alluding to arise from a number of of, of other issues, including how people are being treated, uh, the, whether or not the investigations are being conducted in an, in an entirely objective manner or whether they're, they're, uh, there are concerns around bias or, or prejudging or whether the investigations are occurring in a manner that's not consistent with uh, the Charter of Rights, for example, or, or uh, well-established uh, good practices when it comes to how to properly and thoroughly conduct uh, an investigation. The cameras aren't cheap, and certainly the system to support the cameras is even more expensive than the hardware itself. And this is a pilot project, to be sure. At the end of the day, when it comes to reviewing what's happening in Vancouver, do you think the pilot project is going to lead to this coming in, or do you think that there would be more problems than solutions? Well, I think that's the purpose of running the pilot pilot project is to assess whether or not there is value, whether or not they they they, they add value, or there's a, there's a specific benefit that you realize against the cost of acquiring the technology and then maintaining it and dealing with all of the other administrative issues that go along with managing uh, the video, for example, and dealing with issues related to privacy and when you should or shouldn't. Um, uh, use video to record incidents. So I think that's yet to be determined. I think a big factor is, and unfortunately, much of this is being driven from the U.S., but in the U.S., the federal government actually made a significant funding commitment that allowed many services uh, to fund the the acquisition of the technology. In Canada, we're not seeing similar investments by senior levels of government, so it does create a financial pressure on the local municipality and on the police service. And where we're struggling with staffing already, and where we're challenged uh, recruiting and retaining people, I think the priority needs to be on people. Uh, that's what citizens say. They want to see more police officers on the street, not 
uh, more pieces of technology that we can deploy. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. The other challenge with this, of course, and one of the other concerns I have is people are talking a lot about the discretion to turn the video on or off. The reality is that our whole policing model is based on the individual police officer using discretion on a daily basis. Our criminal justice system emphasizes the presumption of uh, innocence and diverting people away from our criminal justice system. So now we've got people like the sociologist or others making a big deal out of the fact that police officers are going to use their discretion. If police officers didn't use their discretion in terms of how how they decide to take enforcement action or not, or if police services didn't make decisions every day about what to focus on from an enforcement perspective or not, the whole system would grind to a halt. And it, it, discretion is a fundamental part of our policing model in Canada and of our uh, criminal justice system. So the, these, some of these arguments are, are really frustrating. And that's why we had you in for the perspective. Tom, I thank you for that, for sharing this as we go into a pilot project, hopefully with uh, some open minds and some good questions that need to have follow-up. Thank you for your time, Tom. You're very welcome.